Because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Andrea always has an agenda, Rob. She always does. She's prepared even when she's not prepared. This is perfect because we're definitely not prepared. Little little does she know, like we asked her to be on as a guest, but you know, as as the primary guest of this episode, you have to come prepared. You have to come with an agenda. You have to come with an itinerary. So what are we what are we covering first, Andrea? Uh, Atlanta Open. Okay. Look, look, she's ready. She's ready. She's prepared. I thought I'd ruffle her feathers and you know, no hesitation. Well, you, yeah. Andrea, you're not in that tournament, though, are you? No, I'm not. I'm a spectator. Uh, I have Amazon Prime, so I'm, I'm set there. Let's go. <laughs> I, I didn't even have to subscribe for Pickleball. I already have that's, it because uh, we order on Amazon Prime every day, probably. Yes. So, oh, you know, that's why. The amount of packages and recycling when you have a child or you're, you don't have a child and you just like getting packages and ordering things yep. is, pretty, is pretty insane. And I'm in the same boat uh, as we speak. We'll get yeah. back to Amazon Prime in a second. But I just got to say, Adam, that, that that fade looks fresh, bro. Oh, yeah. So we had baby pictures yesterday. Oh, so yeah. There I we go. Shaved my neck and I got a haircut. <laughs> I was getting a little scraggly. Uh, she said, we just got to put in a two-hour session and I won't really bother you with pictures for quite some time. So I just kind of I kind of went for it and here we are. Yeah, and, I mean, I usually miss your neck beard when it's gone, but I think you look pretty good. Right. Oh, pivoting, pivoting off that, like... Which neck beard's better, uh, Adam's or Dylan's? Oh, Dylan's got a strong neck beard. That's a very good point, Andrea. Uh, yeah. um, and I have to say Dylan's. Just Dylan, because it's like, uh, so we're talking about Dylan Frazier with the neck beard? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. Okay, so oh, he, yeah. Yeah, his is a little splotchy. It was, yeah, it was funny because we were, uh, it was me and Pat Smith and him and JW. And it was like, I'm the older version of JW because I'm very hairy and Pat Smith is the, is, is the version of Dylan because they're both, they're both smooth. You know, they have no hair. So uh, it's pretty funny. There's uh, some of my favorites is when you're, you know, like when you just haven't had a haircut in a long time either. And it's like getting really like kind of scraggly, like right here. It and your, the, glasses. your, your front neck beard almost connects with your back mm. hairline. That's just like overgrown. Hey, you don't have to worry about that, Andrea, but this, yes. is, this is, these are, these are man problems, real man yeah. problems. Okay. These are, Corinne loves it too, when it almost connects. I was like, yeah. what is more manly than having hair from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet? I mean, that, <laughs> all the way down, one consecutive line. If, if that doesn't scream man, I don't know what does. But anyway, moving on. Uh, not, not moving on quite yet, Adam. Okay, please. I just, so I'm in Atlanta. So Kohler, I'm at an Airbnb. Kohler's staying here. And your name came up this morning because he, you know, he walks out slowly, of course, like with his Frommet shorts on, no shirt on. And he just kind of like, I'm sitting at this table. He kind of like looks over at me. Like as he goes to get his laundry, he goes, you know, Stone would really like to see me right now. Cause he had his, he like, he liked, he'd like to see my sweater right now. God. This is, <laughs> I was like, there's nothing he likes more than your sweater, AJ, which is just his chest hair. If it's just, you guys I mean, are wondering, I'm very <laughs> heterosexual, but I, there's just something yeah. about a nice fur bird that it stands like two inches off of his body. It's just so yeah. manly. Like how, how do you, I mean, AJ, AJ's a man. That's just what it is. Yeah. Okay. It's a solid, solid base layer. It's all the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could put, yeah, we could put him in the frozen tundra. He'd be fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, okay, back good, to Amazon good. Prime. So Amazon Prime is is taken over for PPA this weekend. Nothing's being shown on YouTube, right? So is this this 
So I think my, this, I think grandstand is still going to be on YouTube, but okay. nothing on center court is. Sweet. So yeah. I heard some people saying that like, okay, well that's, you know, that's going to be less viewership. Right. But no way. Right. Because no. if you're just, if you're a casual person on YouTube and go to the, like the YouTube homepage, you're not going to be hit up with like anything pickleball unless you've searched no. it before. So if you're an Amazon prime subscriber though, and you go on prime, um, it's like, it's one of the first results on the sports page. So it's going to get a lot of new viewers, which I think is what right. pickleball needs, not For the diehards sure. that already watch, but like the new eyeballs. For sure. The, the, the chat and the stream is going to be upset the chat box, but, uh, <laughs> but I think overall, getting new viewers, new eyeballs. That's what the sport needs. And honestly, everybody who is smarter than me is saying that the streaming is the future of all sports that yeah. I mean, the, the NFL just signed a deal to have a playoff, I think on Peacock. So, and yeah. they have their Thursday nights on Amazon. So not yeah. that pickleball is quite there yet, but pickleball on Amazon is only good for the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've seen that. Uh, I don't know a lot about it. I've just seen it that Netflix is playing with live events as well, which could obviously lead into sporting events. So uh, yeah, it's, it does seem like streaming is the future. And I've, I've always kind of wondered like, why are we, why are we like so pumped on like these random TV network deals that we're having to pay for? And a lot of the times where that's not even where a lot of the viewership is going to come from moving forward. For sure. So for sure. I know. Um, so Atlanta open Coop. Who we got? Who's playing with who? Um, I'm pretending to work. I've been hurt. So I've actually done a lot of lawyering over the last month, like like really way too much, but I've gotten a lot done. So eventually I'm going to run out of work because it's not endless. What would you gotcha? So what, what what would you say when you're sitting at your desk or you're in your office at your workplace? What percentage of the time are you actually working? Would you say right now, like eighty? Except right, not this whole hour. No, okay. But I feel like that's yeah. Okay. I feel well, like a few a nice little. I don't, but you guys understand. Like I come in when I come in, and as soon as I'm done for the day, like like I'm grinding and. If I can leave at three, that's good. Like I want to get out of here. Okay, I'm not. I see. I see. Yeah, I, I got some coworkers who hopefully aren't going to listen to this, but uh, <laughs> you know they'll be here until six. But they're working sixty percent of the time, and I don't understand that. Can get out of here, yeah, right. especially now it's May. It's seventy degrees outside yeah. and beautiful. Yeah, Andrew, I think, I think it's fair to say that they will not be listening to this. So <laughs> I that's what I said. Yeah, I think I think you're safe. Actually, 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 this is this is a nice little segue because we, we've we've talked a little bit in some previous uh, episodes about full time young kids in their twenties uh, playing against some of the uh, you know more balanced life. Whether that's the old people like me, yes, yeah, <laughs> whether okay. that's children, children, family, or work, or or all of it. So, uh, tell tell me, I know that you have a situation where you can't like plan too far in advance. Tell me how that affects some of your partnerships and like what the situation is with you in terms of your like kind of last second having to do that for work. So it has gotten a little bit better. I made partner in January, which has made life a lot better because I have, I know go being a partner. Let's go. Let's go. That's big time. Congrats. Thank you. Um, and not that it was bad before. I mean, my, my employer and my, my firm has been really 
great and flexible about me playing a lot of pickleball. But um, I I still am the junior partner, if you will. And uh, especially in the winter, it's, it's a little bit harder because my bosses, I still keep saying bosses, it's a natural thing, but my partners now, they all, you know, Florida this or go places in the winter because Michigan sucks. So someone has to be here to be here. Answer the, I don't necessarily answer the phone, but when clients call, someone has to be here. Uh, if they're gone, someone has to cover their schedule. So that, I do that a lot more in the winter than I do in the summer. It's kind of, cause Michigan's so nice in the summer. They want to stay. So I actually work a little bit more in the summer and then I can work less. But, um, now that I'm a partner and even in the last year, we hired, we hired a new associate and he's doing awesome. So maybe I do want him to listen to this, but <laughs> he, he can, uh, he, he helps me out a lot and it makes it so that he can cover when I'm gone instead of me always having to be the one to cover. Um, but then also on, on my own schedule, what happens with cases as I do litigation, we get scheduled for court about 90 ish days out in advance. And you can only ask the court to move your, um, to move your, I guess, docket so many times because the court is not just dealing with me. They're dealing with a hundred, 200, 500 different lawyers, law firms, whatever, you know, they're at every case they have on their docket. So if they, if everybody has to move, the court would never get anything done. So most of them say you get one time a year, you get to move. And if, if you want more than that, it's tough luck, buttercup, get a different job. So that's where the 90 days, like I don't generally move out as much. But now I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm, I still have that issue, but I tend to, I understand where my cases are and what's real and what's not real. I was a little bit, I was wrong last year. I made, I made the assessment for Vegas. I thought I'd be able to play it. And then last, not last minute, but like my 90 days, I knew I had something and I told my partners like, eh, I have it, but I think it's going to go away. It didn't go away. So I had to bail on Vivian and Deckel like the week of, um, but it doesn't, I mean, it only happened one time last year and well, yeah, it hasn't happened so far this year. Well, I, I feel sorry for Vivian, Deckel, whatever. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, okay, that, that makes sense. I, I kind of knew you were in that situation and, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, having some pretty solid results will help some some players wait around for you or uh, or possibly uh, match up. So so that's good. Uh, yeah. Dealing with a little injury now, though, which is push, putting you out, huh? Yeah, I separated cartilage, which is so random, at um, Newport, so... Mm, that's like that. yeah four to six weeks on that but i got a cortisone shot yesterday so knock on wood i'm really hoping that i will see a big improvement after that they said like three days from now i should know if it helped or not so we'll separated see. cartilage huh is it actually oh, I like pretty- knee? i'm guessing this is knee no ribs ribs oh no i didn't know about this injury sorry i'm an idiot okay go ahead yeah so i after mlp my fu federico but he was sick at mlp and then i got sick right after and so i'm gonna blame him i don't have evidence that was him lawyer based but we're gonna blame him him. obviously it was him him. we're gonna blame him um i got sick and um i was sick for ever because that's how i am in the winter and i had a bad cough so coughing all the time i i don't know um was already maybe weak in the ribs. That's what I'm thinking. Because how do you how do you separate cartilage hitting a forehand return of serve? Because really okay. that's what it was. Okay, so it ha- it wasn't like gradual. It happened. You felt it at one specific time. 
I did do it at one specific time, but um, after giving the full history, doctors are probably saying that I had already tweaked it because of the coughing. And then apparently I have a vicious forehand return of (laughs) sir. Actually, I've seen it. You you, you have a... You have a lot of shots that are vicious. I would not say your serve and return are those two shots. So neither would I. Neither <laughs> would I. <laughs> no, but that—that's the one it was on before. Yeah, no, that's serve. yeah, that's funny. No, I know that happens a lot with baseball players. Like their elbows kind of shredded, and then something really small or simple kind of kind of finishes the deal. So uh, that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, Andrea, uh, I know you—you you have one of the best tennis backgrounds of, of a lot of the players uh, on tour. I like to ask because I was very middling at tennis and I had a big time love hate relationship with tennis growing up. So someone like you, even higher level, tell me about your kind of relationship with tennis as you were growing up. So under 18, it's all I knew. I I mean, I think I did love it. I don't know. And it would never have occurred to me that I wasn't going to play. How about that? Yeah. Um, it probably wasn't, you know, once I got to college, uh, I loved playing on a team. I love the the team part of it, but I had no ambitions to play tennis at all after school. I knew I was going to be done. So I think I don't hate it. Pardon? That's why you're an MLP beast. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I love the team <laughs> format. It's great. And it's yeah. for sure, it, the MLP format reminds me of college tennis. For sure. Yeah. No, totally agree. It's, yeah, nothing else like it. Great there slogan. There you go. Great slogan. Solid there you plug. go. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's, it's, I always think it's very interesting because there's, you know, people that just love it all the way through and people who every other year are wanting to quit and all different kinds of stuff with tennis. Uh, those individual sports are, are pretty tough on you mentally. I totally agree. And I mean, I, I, I think it's only natural, though, that as pro pickleball gets more and more money and bigger and bigger, that that type of feeling is going to creep in even mm-hmm. to people playing pickleball. I think it's unavoidable, especially as you have people I'm not, I don't know Anna Lee at all, but she's only played pickleball her whole life. So as you have more Anna Lees, then we're never probably going to have another Anna Lee, but children who start pickleball as children and then play it all the time and it's their life. I think that that's maybe where the love-hate relationship with the game of tennis comes from. And it is a fine line, but I think it's, it's natural and it's, it's unavoidable even in pickleball as the sport continues to grow. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, let's do one or two more of these kind of basic questions before we jump into some more specific stuff. So uh, I know you are very involved uh, up in Grand Rapids, Belknap Park, the Beer City Open. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you are involved in the Grand Rapids Pickleball Association and uh, the, the Beer City Open, uh, the tournament that is in July, I believe. I, I'm commentating. So uh, You're commentating. Yes. So that's exciting. Tell us, Tell us about that. Uh, so yeah, I started with Paul Richards, the Beer City Open in 2018. That was our first year. And I don't know if Paul was the president of Grand Rapids Pickleball Club at the time. And he may have never been that. I don't know. But he, Paul is the mover and shaker of all of things pickleball in Grand Rapids. Things don't get done here without Paul. And, uh, I think it's so slowly changing, but it especially was that way in 2018. Um, and, in 2018, I, I was a slave to my desk. Uh, there was no 90 days. There was just, uh, you, you're not traveling for pickleball. Like, that was unheard of. That was crazy. I was 
a pretty new associate. I started my law job here in 2017. So there was no traveling. I think I, I played my first like big pickleball tournament in 2017 at TOC. And then I remember all of you guys playing nationals and being so jealous that you were at nationals and that it was unheard of. I, I wasn't going to that. I, I couldn't go to that because um, of work and all of the big tournaments. And there were, again, it's all relative because there were what, like five big tournaments then. Um, but none of them were anywhere near me. So part of it was, uh, part of it was selfishness. I was like, we need to have a big tournament here so that I can play. And the other part was, we need to have a big tournament here because this is, this sport is growing so much that this is a major opportunity for our community to have a big pickleball tournament. All of them are in Arizona, California, and Florida right now. And we have a lot of pickleball players here. So, I mean, it took like two beers to convince Paul, but <laughs> after that, and once Paul's on board and gets motivated to do something, you know, you he, Paul makes things happen. Parent, parent brewing beer city open. So the last the last 30 minutes of coverage every day, am I allowed to crack one on air? Do I have permission? Well, you, you absolutely can crack one on air, but we actually have a new beer sponsor this year. Fat oh, Tire wow. sponsoring us. Nice. nice. Yeah. And Fat Tire, well, New Belgium, who owns Fat Tire, yep. actually owns Bell's Brewery, which is local to us as well. So Bell's, we is, a, Bell's is a very popular one. Like whenever you see Bell's outside of kind of the Michigan area, people like lose their mind. They're like, oh, Bell's is here. Like they have yep. to grab it. Exactly. So we're going to have Fat Tire and Bell's this year. We're excited awesome. about this. Yeah. New, New Belgium, big, they're big pickleball people. So uh, I, I did an event with Irina in Colorado. They're, they're involved. Uh, they're at a lot of the tournaments with a little booth. So that's great to see, uh, you know, get the fans fired up, get a little buzz working, uh, just more fun for everyone. <laughs> yes, it is. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think pickleball needs more of the like tailgate atmosphere. We're not oh, yeah. tennis. We gotta, we gotta embrace it. Uh, I think maybe, it should be, yeah. We, we, yeah, we always look at like, how should, how should pickleball be in terms of like fan engagement and cheering and all that like i think the perfect kind of balance would be would be like call like college tennis scenario like how it's at like you know the ncaa's or like a home match in georgia which you know Correct. it's just bonkers and it's, it's bonkers it's people so are fun, screaming though. people are screaming you know they're jeering you if you double fall in tennis and everyone's yeah. just i mean it is what it is you're okay with it i think I, I, I played Newport. I, I saw what was going on in the Federico and Pablo match. And I mean, when the fans cross that line, that's not okay. So there, there is a fine line, but the mm -hmm. jeering going back and forth, like there's nothing wrong with that. It got bad once it turned, you know, racist, that's not okay. But yeah. when, a, when fans are getting into it and for one player or the other, or, or you know, calling out players, that's, that's fun. I mean, it's a different type of pressure as a player playing on it, yep. but we're privileged to be out there making money playing a game with a whistle ball. So I think, I think we got to keep that in mind as well. Um, but saying that we're, we're not professional tennis, which is a country club sport. We don't, I don't think pickleball wants to be that. Yeah. No, I, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Uh, is in the end, I, I think really the only issue is sometimes the crowds are, are small and that's when you hear it. But if the crowds are a little bigger and there's just kind of some banter going on or something that distracts you, I, I think it should just be part of the deal. So, uh, it's pretty wildly divided though, like, which surprises me quite a bit because I'll have people that come up to me at tournaments 
like love the podcast. I've got to say this though is, and, and I don't know what they're going to say. Right. They're like, they started with like, I've got to say this. I'm like, uh Oh, where are we going? Where's this going? And they're like, I just have to tell you, I hate how like obnoxious the cheering and the MLP format, like with the, with the antagonizing your opponent. I hate how that's like the direction that's going. And I, I'm telling you, I, I'll have, I've had probably 10 people come up to me and say that. So it's, it, which really surprises me, right? Because for people to go out of their way to like bring that up is very interesting to me. So it's pretty divisive in terms of people that want that and want more of like the respectful tennis atmosphere. Yeah, I don't, I guess, you know, I, I, I can't, like I, I came from college tennis, so MLP to me, I, I love it. I, I think it's great. I like the jeering. Um, maybe I, I've been a spectator the last month. So uh, when this was an MLP, but I mean, I was watching it live and I about like hit the floor when Jack Sock on Diamo's Julian. Was <laughs> it was fantastic. It was so good. It was so good. So, and it's just fun for him. Like, it's just like, it's, it's not actually like, you know, he's not, it's just like, he, he even said it. He like, this is what I like about pickleball is that the court's ball and you can banter and you can trash talk. And he's like, it's just on court, right? We get off court and it's whatever, but it just makes it fun. For sure. It's so much fun. I think, I mean, I'm not like awesome at bantering, but we played at MLP. It was in the round robin. I think it was like point number one in our mix. And Edda and I dinked cross court for like at least 20 years. That's what it seemed like. The point was so long and Ben and Federico could have dropped their paddle and left the court. And after the point was over, I was just like, Edda, you know, we got to mix this up. I'm not going to last for a game to 21 dinking this long. (laughs) And she just looked at me and I'm like, oh, my bad. I can't, maybe I can't do that with Edda. (laughs) (laughs) I would like, but if you said that to like me on a like in the middle of a game, I'd be like, "Oh, I didn't expect that from Andrea." <laughs> Maybe that <laughs> was you probably, what just, it was. you probably just took her by surprise. It could have been, but like, <laughs> yeah, great. it wasn't even bad. It wasn't even bad, but like, yeah. that's why MLP is fun. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, so I just oh, sorry, Robert. I want I want to jump in. This is off topic. But we have a new uh, MLP bet between uh, Richie Twazen and Tim Parks. <laughs> So the bet, the bet is myself and Tim Parks versus Jesse Irvin and Richie Twazen, one game MLP format, $50,000. <laughs> oh my. So I heard about this. Uh, you, I'm, I, maybe you guys know. I'm on is this Richie's real? Team. Oh, oh yeah, this is real. real. It's happening this is real. at MLP. Yeah, yeah, this no. is real. I, I'm on Richie's team and um, we have a team group text and between MLPs, 97% of the team group text is Richie asking us about bets that he should, should or should not make. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Tim and Richie are going at it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I and it. it's like, you know, like they'll say a number casually and I'm like, you know, like it doesn't matter. Is, is it 50, you know, 50 times, times 10 or <laughs> who's, who's better between, who's better between Tim and Richie? Huh? A rich, rich. Who's better between Tim and Richie? I think Richie. Richie's slightly better. And then my duper and Jesse's, I mean, I'm not playing in fat, but if someone's betting that kind of money, I'm going to, I mean, I'm at least going to play a couple days before or something. Like he's going to yeah. prepare. He's going to prepare. Yeah. Or prepare for, you know, like 
36 hours before and not eat pizza for 36 hours or something like that. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so it's like, I think it's like duper wise, it's relatively even. I think we have a slight edge. Uh, I think like Jesse was 5.6 and I was 6.1 or something like that. I, I don't really know. Sure. Yeah. So this is, this is my Tim and Richie betting story from Daytona. Yes. Um, yeah. So after day one, um, Tim and Richie had a Brasha sister bet. Okay. And of course, right? <laughs> um, yeah. And um, I believe Tim played with Mary and Richie played with Maggie because that would make sense, right? Because Mary was on Tim's team then. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah. And they, they only, I mean, only, they only, yes, yes, yes. They, they only air quotes played for $2,000, but I guess it is an air quotes thing because, um, you know, now we're, we're up to 50. I don't know how that escalated yeah, quickly. Uh, it yeah, escalated yeah, quickly. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's how I understood it. So, and I, yeah, I sure. think it was, it was another thing. It was uh, a different MLP, and I'm just sitting there hanging out, and, like, Chuck Taylor walks up, and he's just like, yeah, I just won $6,000 on the backcourts gambling. <laughs> I was oh like, like, what the hell? Get me in on this. He's like, yeah, man, I made more than this whole tournament. I just I just played two games for 20 minutes, and here we go. So, uh, you know, I mean. So I didn't watch the I didn't watch the duel of the Brasha sisters, but Maggie and Rich, Richie won. And the reason I know this is because later that evening at dinner, we had dinner with um, uh, were you were you there, Adam? I don't even remember the at the Hard Rock. We had dinner at the Hard Rock. I don't think so. Okay, yeah, we had dinner with, at the Hard Rock, um, and Tim was there. Um, and so Tim walks in because we're already there. Tim walks in and he just walks over to Maggie, who if anybody knows. I mean, both Rasha sisters are just the sweetest human beings ever. But he walks over to Maggie and he just like drops $2,000 in cash right in front of her. And it, <laughs> it, it makes it rain right to the table. <laughs> I love these guys. I, I, I really love these guys. It's so, it's so good. <laughs> Must be nice, right? Must be nice. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, that's how I learned that Maggie won. And yeah, yeah. she's like, oh, what am I going to do with <laughs> <laughs> that's i don't get a crowd though 50k yep. that'll get a crowd yeah, yeah. i mean I, I think that's how i understood it on the text message because the pros are getting we get the pro that wins gets a thousand dollar bonus so okay. whichever pro that wins gets so i'm free rolling i can't i'm not putting up any money and if i win i get a thousand bucks so feels like there you go. you've got nothing to lose i hope jesse misses some shots because i think at this point our movement is probably pretty similar so, uh, yeah. Jesse never misses Adam. Did yeah, know? no, I know. Really I never. Know. That's, that's worries. That's, that's Adam's she, strength too. She, she misses counterattacks. She will, yeah. she will miss the hard stuff. Uh, she, she, uh, much like myself does not have topspin on her ball. So, uh, you know, so, sometimes it hits the back fence. That's just part of the deal. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. So, so, uh, Andrea, I would say that you are probably, one of the more in the mix people behind the scenes on the, the pickleball uh, tour in terms of just knowing what's going on with whatever PPA, this and that, the, the, you know, the current events. Do you, would you say that that's a true statement? I think it probably used to be, but no, I don't, not, not now. I don't really know what's going on with the PPA at all. Andrea, I just, I just don't know how I feel about that answer. <laughs> I, 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 I just don't know I just, if I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I mean, what are we, what do you want to know? Cause I don't, just, I don't think I, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think I know anything. You're just like Deckel. 
you're just like Deckel. You thrive on information. You need to have it and you want to have it. And I kind of feel like you have a lot of it actually. Maybe. I don't think maybe I have so. any. I don't think I have any anymore. Well, I, think, I think maybe prior to this year, maybe. Well, let's be more specific. Tell us what you think, because uh, we have to talk about this. Tell us what you think about the paddle situation, how it's being tested, and uh, that whole situation and kind of what's happening moving forward with a couple little protocols in place and probably more to come uh, moving forward. Oh, that's fair. Um, and no, I don't have any background information on that at all. I, I play with, you know what I play with that. I play with paddle mm-hmm. tech. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's accusing me of playing with something that's laced. <laughs> my, my paddle was my paddle was made in 2018. Yeah, there you go. So, so me not being Paltech anymore, I was for my whole career, and now yeah. uh, recently going over uh, to Selkirk, being a high end content creator, pickleball personality. Uh, so, um, what um, do are they coming out with a carbon fiber anytime soon? Do you uh, know this? I don't know. Don't I, know. I, I don't know. I've asked. I hope so, but I don't know. Um, It's a sore subject. It's a sore subject for sure. Yeah. Why is it a sore subject? (laughs) You got to ask that. You got to ask it. I I, I had to ask. I mean, because I hope, you know, there's all these new paddles and I I want them to make a new paddle too, Mm -hmm. but I am not in charge and they have the best female in the world who is kicking it with their paddle and she's doing great with it. So does she play with uh, the same paddle you play with? She does not. She plays with the t- uh, the Bantam TS5. And you don't yeah. like that? Um, it, yeah, it, it's just a or little just different. Yeah. If, yeah. How about this? If you went to the uh, uh, Paddletech headquarters, which is in Michigan, pretty close to you, and grabbed a Bantam TS5, would it be the same as Annalise? I hope so. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I have no information that it wouldn't be. How about that? There you go. All right. That's, that's, that's all we needed. We can move on now. <laughs> me on the spot. <laughs> of course. I mean, you know, yeah, you got to Hasi. Yeah. We got, we got to poke a we little got bit. To. Yeah. You just, you just do. Okay. You uh, guys. Uh, no, go, I, go, yeah. ahead. go ahead. Just wanted to see like, just, okay. So that's paddle tech. Obviously you can't say a lot around that clearly. I mean, they're your sponsor, but in terms of the overall paddle landscape, how, how like what are your thoughts around current systems and processes for testing for creating a fair playing field across so, you know across the pros? So I'm glad that they're getting taking it seriously now. I think you know it needs to improve. Um, I right now they're doing from the quarters on, and they only they only have Carl. And I mean Carl's great. I'm not saying one way or the other that he's not. It's, it's fantastic that they are taking it seriously and they have somebody there from the quarters on, but it's also disingenuous to say that they're not playing, you know, with these paddles in the round of 16 or in the round of 32, uh, you're, you get to the quarters with the paddle. Um, I think, you know, the last one I played at was Newport and when people, when people brought their paddles up to be tested for the quarters, uh, more paddles than Sarah's failed. How about that? But they just took them out before the quarter. So that means that they played with paddles that shouldn't have been in playable prior to the quarter. Now, I, I don't know who it, who it was. I, mean, I don't know which player it was or wasn't, but we know there were more than just her paddle. 
And I think, you know, that needs to be fixed or hopefully it will going forward. And hopefully if they're continuing to test, but I, I do believe it, it comes down to a manufacturing defect with these paddles or, or maybe it's not even defect. Maybe it, it was unintended. And now depending on your perspective, it's a defect or not. Right. Yeah. It has um, been. Yeah. But I don't think it was ever intended by any of these manufacturers to be doing it. And what I'm, when I'm clear, I really do mean manufacturer, not, this is not Selkirk or to use an example, yeah. I'm not, I'm not calling them out or, Gamma or anybody, this is, they're manufacturing people who make these things in China. To be clear, the manufacturer, like a lot of these, a lot of these brands are white labeling, essentially private labeling these paddles, like especially the raw carbon fiber. So like multiple, multiple paddle brands here in the U S could be using the exact same factory in China and most likely are. And the paddles are being made the exact same way under the exact same process. So that's yeah. yeah, just to clear that up for people. No, for sure. I'm not, like I said, I'm not indicating that it's one brand over the other. It's the manufacturer in China that these are coming out of. And my understanding is, is they make, you know, a hundred at a time on the rack and 80 of them are fine. And then the 20 of them aren't. And that's what's going on in, in a batch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's funny though. That's the natural, you know, that's just people, you know, sometimes with that natural reaction, be like, Let, let's not even the playing field. I got to go get one. <laughs> I got to exactly. get one. Uh, exactly. Yeah, we also, I remember <laughs> I was playing in that weird PPA team event with the pros and the, and the regular pros and the senior pros and Kyle Yates actually asked, I was playing with Dave Fleming, asked Dave Fleming to t- uh, switch his shirt because he had that yellow the yellow oh. Steeler shirt on and Kyle was sure. like, I'm not missing another volley because of this guy's shirt and told the ref and made Dave change his yellow shirt. I thought that was pretty funny. So a uh, so similar situation. No, absolutely. And I actually, I mean, I texted Rob last night to ask if he could see when he played Andre, I haven't played Andre with the new, with his new paddle oh, yeah. yet. And I've, I don't know if I've ever played anyone with a yellow paddle or what, I don't know if that's yellow or lime or whatever it looks like. So I, I'm not saying one way or the other that you can't see off Andres. I have no idea. I've never played it. But yeah. that's the first thing I thought of when I saw him playing with that new paddle was, oh my gosh, are we going to be able to see off that paddle? Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually surprised because it, it is a pretty close color to what the Dura ball that we play with is, that, that shade of yellow. And yeah, like playing against it, it didn't even like, it didn't even, I didn't even think about it during the match. So it didn't like register, there were no balls where I was just like, oh, just couldn't pick it up. So it just wasn't super noticeable, but I also wasn't like looking or trying to pay attention for it, but just like just playing kind of mindlessly, it didn't, it didn't cross my mind. And I didn't hear anybody else really bring it up over the weekend either. I mean, could this just be solved by, by using a, using a different colored ball? Obviously that's, that's a whole nother thing, right? Because people don't For like sure. the neon, the neon Dura, but the neon Dura will have no issues being seen. For sure. I've had that conversation with the commissioner, Brooks Wiley of MLP, and that's what they, they think that the whole thing would be solved if we had a different color ball. Um, but I, I don't know if it would or uh, yeah no that's that's a good topic and, and one that comes up a lot and it's it just is important it's the cleanliness of the game so you're seeing the ball clear the points are better the product is better the fans are happier if if we're you know missing easy shots and the points are are short you know n- nobody wins in that in that scenario uh, so 
I think that, that that is important and they'll, they'll, they'll keep working on it. So I got a, I got a couple of names here, Andrea, kind of arbitrary, just younger, uh, more athletic girls coming on the scene. Uh, if you have a little experience with these two girls, great. You can share that. If not, just tell me what you think about some of the athleticism and body types kind of coming into the sport. I have, uh, Marked here, Tyra Black and Vivian Glosman. So very, very small sample size with both of them. Both girls have a nice physical presence about them. Uh, Tyra a little bit shorter, uh, but possibly a better mover. And then Vivian with that 5'10 frame, lanky, long, and uh, showed some pretty nice skill that first tournament she played with Anna Bright. Uh, what do you think about these ladies or just general uh, uh, female pickleball players moving forward? So I have not played Vivian yet. Um, in fact, I've, I've not seen Vivian in person and probably only saw about five points with her and Anna. That being mm -hmm. said, the five points that I saw were um, she's going to be a great addition to women's professional pickleball. And I think it's not going to take her long with that really being younger. And I think she's coming right from tennis. I don't even think there was much of a break. Like I think she played this year. Um, so, I, and the way these paddles are with the carbon fiber, uh, you're not changing, especially on the backhand. That's what, what I noticed most is that her backhand looks pretty fire right off the bat. Mm -hmm. A two-handed backhand coming right from tennis, you're not changing your stroke. You're hitting a tennis stroke with that carbon fiber paddle. Um, and so because she just been playing tennis as well, and like you said, her athletic frame, I think there's major upside and I think uh, Richie Toison is a minority owner of the breakers and it just kind of continues to show that the man is a legend with his drafting because <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure he did that prior to Vivian playing with Anna like come playing so they that was he legend we'll just call him a legend That's yeah all. A, lot, a lot of luck involved too richie so let's just be clear about that I, I looked at i looked at vivian before uh like when that shuffle draft was happening because we had the we had the pick directly before the breakers in that shuffle draft and obviously um you know we had to pick up a lady because karen wasn't going to play so we had to so we were looking at a couple we were looking at glosman and i even hit up anna bright just to try to get a little intel and she just sent me the YouTube link to, I think, a tournament that was in the Pacific Northwest that was indoor. She was playing, she was playing Susanna Barr, um, is all I recognize. And she looked, she looked good. She just looked raw. And it was hard to, it was hard to make a, it was hard to make a pick based off of that one YouTube video. You know what I mean? No, so for, for sure. And again, this is not, I'm not knocking Vivian. Vivian's going to be so good and is already right up there. I think it's also hard to pick where she's at right now when you've got Anna Bright, who is where she is playing on your right side of you. And we're talking about how good Vivian's backhand already looked. She didn't have to hit that many forehands playing with Anna. You know, I thought it was yeah. interesting, not interesting, but it, you know, Anna's got a really high pickleball IQ and is playing on the right side with her because, and, and that's not Anna's preferred side. So yeah. just putting her over there so that, hide maybe hide the forehand a little bit so we'll see how teams if teams can exploit that i'm sure she'll get better at it it's, the forehand dink is i think the most unnatural shot for a tennis player coming over it's just she played, no, nothing like a forehand dink at all in tennis 
It's very true. The backhand, the backhand ain't pretty easy if you're like had a good slice in tennis, I think. Yeah. Uh, but you, you guys have never does, seen me play tennis. <laughs> forehand being okay. supernatural. That's how I played. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> little, little scoop forehands is how I played. Scooper. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just. I mean, it's the same exact thing. You get me on the tennis court, it's the same thing. Uh, yeah. So. Did, uh, yeah. And then I, play I played mixed. Tyra. I was gonna say I played Tyra yeah. at at Newport, and that girl has some great hands on her. Her hand mm-hmm. speed, yeah. her natural hand speed, is it's right up there, top ten in pickleball right now. Um, and I had never played her before. I hadn't even seen her play, but I know uh, Anna plays with her down in Florida. I believe they probably practice together. And I, I think this shows the respect that Anna already has for her because she said to me before the match, like, Andrea, we just got to go out and out dink Tyra. Like, don't get into hands battles with her. Don't speed it up. Like, we just got to go out and out dink her and play classic boring pickleball. And that I, I think that's a compliment to Tyra because mm-hmm. it, it is, you, you know, she didn't to show how much respect she already has for her defense, Tyra's defense, her countering ability and her hand speed that right off. We were just like, Anna's like, no, we're not getting into that. We're just going to dink her. Yeah, no. And that's, uh, that's true. And you, you mentioned it earlier where, or somebody did about, they just got sent a YouTube clip. So, I mean, a, a YouTube clip. Now, granted, when you're playing someone that we know, Susanna Barr, that helps than you're, then you're, if you're playing random people. But I would much rather have my little couple handfuls of people that I respect their opinion and have them tell me something as opposed to watching a clip like that. Yeah, so I'm sure a lot also, of people, I'm sure a lot of people yeah. were asking Anna about this girl. So she probably just sent the clip or whatever. But I have a couple people. If they tell me something and I don't think much of it. And I have a couple people, if they tell me something, I pay big attention. So I, I, I agree. And I also right. got to say, I haven't seen this YouTube clip, but I can tell you from personal experience that Susanna Barr's made me look pretty silly as well many times. So yeah. Yeah. I maybe seeing a YouTube clip of somebody, especially a tennis player, <laughs> especially a tennis player coming sure. right from tennis, playing against Susanna Barr. Right, right. I mean, that has got to be... Like- what? Not, it's not exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's not gotta be. I've been there. I know it is a complete mental. What? <laughs> and no, I, I mean that in the highest compliment because sure. she is so good at what she does, but she can make you feel and look silly. Yeah, definitely. And inside out, two handed backhand. <laughs> yes. Scoop shovel. I mean, yeah. you're the you're the dark horse. You're the net lord. I mean, you're a lot of things. So we say that I a saw lot. I, I saw her them play about five or so points against Anna Lee and Catherine. And I mean, number one, you're you're playing the best players in pickleball, one of the best teams. There's no pressure to go out there and play against them. Right. But also the way Anna Lee Anna Lee is not gonna not gonna change the way she plays. She gonna see ball hit ball hard and, and play how she <laughs> plays. And um, if coming from tennis, he's going to be really good at countering right off the bat. Um, and I don't think Annalie's going to say, well, this girl's good at countering. Maybe I need to change how, because she doesn't have to. She's going to just be as good as she already is. So I think maybe that's also, you're going to get the best highlights that you can get. So sorry, Rob, you didn't have those five point highlight YouTube video to see beforehand. <laughs> I know. But I don't I think there's going to be too many people in Challenger League or Premier League playing the way Annalie plays. It's just, Right, exactly. Yeah. And I'm pretty stoked. We got we got uh Martina Frantova is who we picked up. Uh and she's she's playing really well too. She's getting some she's getting some good wins and 
she's gonna I think she's gonna be an up and comer to watch too. I have no doubt. I think she's she's Pablo's girlfriend and you special know, friend. We, we say special friend on here. There's special. Oh, friends. sorry, my bad. Okay, <laughs> but I was gonna say, you know, I, I think eventually we're or even now we're gonna say Pablo's her special friend. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree exactly. with that. I agree with yeah. that. I'm tired of people saying Pablo's girlfriend because she's exactly she's she's good. She, she's yeah. good. In she's her very own good. Her, you know? I just yeah. met I met her in January um, when I got you know first found out we were going to be on the um, BLQK's team. I went down to Naples area and practiced for a weekend with Betty and Dylan came over because I think he spends a lot of time and with JW on the other side of the state. So he he came over and we practiced down there and Pablo was there and, and Martina came out and practiced. And, I mean, that was January, so she's already good in January and I can imagine you've know, got that type of practice situation. I'm always jealous of people with those types of practice situations. So. Oh, yeah. And that's She's what you got to look the, for too, right? Like you look absolutely. like, where, like how is this person developing? Who are they playing with every day? Yeah. And that gives you a good sense of their trajectory is, you know, if they're playing in like that Delray group, if they're playing over in the Fort Myers group, like, you know, they're going to get better fast. And they're, oh, obsessed. Absolutely. they're obsessed, especially Tyra. I don't know Vivian as well, but I, I hung out with Tyra briefly because she was on the aces with Corinne. You're obsessed and you're 22 you're going to get better. <laughs> you're going to get right. She's obsessed. And you play every coming, tournament. And you play every coming tournament. right from pro tennis. And right, 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 used right. to that, like playing, I bet she played tennis four or so hours a day, every day up to like six months ago. So she's already used to being on a court like that. And now she's moving over. I imagine to a, a sport that she actually wants to be on the court four to six hours a day. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's exactly right. But for, for me, it's, you know, obviously having a clip or having a little view of a player is better than nothing. Then it's my, my trusted core, but the number one for me is playing against them. So if I, if I play against someone, even if it's briefly five or 10 minutes, get in a couple situations and I can actually see that ball coming at me, I, I feel like I get more information from that than anything. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I played quite a bit. Uh, before the MLP, this last MLP, and I'm going to do it again the days leading up. And I, I think it really tells you a lot uh, about a player when you get up and match up against them on court. I agree. I, I think not just Tyra and Martina and Alvidian, but I, I think six months ago when we had our premier level draft, there was a real concern with where the state of women's professional pickleball. Um, I I'm in the camp that outside of the top four now in the premier league, that it doesn't matter if you draft a guy or a girl, I think after you, your top four picks, because I think the top four picks are probably pretty clear, but beyond that, I, I think it's very open. Um, I mean, you can, you can look at it based on results wise, like um, Lacey was the last female picked in the, the last premier and she's been to a PPA, two PPA finals. Um, obviously her and Anna have great, have had great results at MLP. Maggie and I did pretty well at the last MLP. Maggie and Mary just got fifth at the PPA in Newport and, or not Newport, I'm sorry, in North Carolina. They beat, they had some great wins. They put, they obviously played very well. And I think women's pickleball in general, it, any, it's anybody's day outside of whoever Annalise playing with. That's great. But then you're seeing different podiums and different pairings. It's not the same pairing. And that's, that's only good for the sport. Whereas in the men, not saying the men are the bad, men are great, but you've got those three established teams in the, for the men. And then it's kind of open who's finishing fourth through 
whatever after that. Uh, So I think, and then going down into challenger league, you've got for women with all these new women coming in, I I think it's totally, the argument is disingenuous to say that the women are what's are, are not there anymore in pro pickleball. I, I can't, I, Rob, you might know better. You might have a different opinion because I'm maybe not playing it as often, but I think the 96th woman and the 96th guy, it, they're pretty comparable now as far as of the ability, you know, the ability goes. It might look different because, you know, there's different physical characteristics between men and women, but I, I think women's pickleball is getting pretty deep and that's, that's great for the sport. Yeah, I think the guys the guys probably goes a little a little deeper, but if you're stopping at like that if you're stopping at that 48th pick for male and female, like look, in this last shuffle draft, these two ladies weren't even, you know, on challenger teams prior to this last event in San Clemente where we picked up Martina Frantova who's gotten great results at APP, like gotten good wins over really good players, and then you have Vivian Glosman who obviously is coming up and going to be very good. Like those are the last two women in the challenger right now and they're very good. So yeah, I, I totally agree. Like the challenger all the way through is, is much deeper than we anticipated. I think coming into the year. Yeah. And if you even plop in a Paris or one or two other girls that we don't even know about yet, man, it just, it just lengthens, it just lengthens it even more. So uh, I think that the first draft, it was a major factor and something to think about. And now I would say it's certainly something you need to think about, but not as, you know, kind of catastrophic or terrible if you don't kind of get this pocket of girls that you want. Uh, the the pocket behind them or the tier behind them, there's plenty to pick from from there, too. So it completely affects your your, your draft strategy when, when, when you have that depth. For sure. And I just I played... Um Jeannie Arokina, who's not in Challenger League anymore in Newport. And I mean, she's a beast of a player. She's great. So she's got I, some I. Awkward stuff, like awkward in a good way. Like lots absolutely. of limb, limbs flying yeah. around and lots For of sure. lots going on. So I agree. Again, I just think that that shows the depth of where the women are at or. Mm-hmm. What, because she's good and she's not even in it anymore. Right. Well, talking about talking about depth, I saw yesterday, and you guys probably or may know more about this than I do, but I kind of like where my head was going when I when I saw this is that uh, BLQK has a minor league component now with the Pickler Cubs, and I don't know if that's going to be kind of like like we see in pro baseball where those players from the Pickler Cubs can can kind of move up to BLQK. But I like that format in terms of having kind of a feeder system where, you know, these players can develop in, on the minor league teams, then work their way up into Challenger and Premier. Is that is that how it's going to look? So I can't, I, I don't know the exact details, but I know that minor league pickleball in general is having multiple events throughout the United States. And Pickler has um, agreed to host a bunch of different of those events and Pickler clubs, they have more than one. And I think their, their plan is to expand to like a hundred locations by the end of next year. So uh, yeah. And then BLQK, I I believe Pickler might be a 10% owner of, of BLQK now. So BLQK is, is supporting them. And I believe that their plan is to put in like, I think he said like a thousand dollars for the winner of each of the pickler locations. It's not a lot, but it it is, it gives you some, 
incentive motivation. I know that we're having, not, not me, I'm not involved with it, but I, I mean, I say we in the sense that Grand Rapids is having minor league pickleball next weekend at one of the indoor clubs here. And players, whether this is good or bad, I, in my opinion, it's bad, but some players around here are saying, well, I'm, I'm not playing it. It's a $150 entry fee and there's no prize money. And when the teams are combined duper of 14, 16, and 18, and they think they should get prize money, I think that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> but uh, BLQK putting that prize money up at the Pickler Club, I guess, you know, it might encourage them more teams to play, more people to get in to play. People like to take pictures and put them on social media holding a check or $500. $500. So maybe it's not much, but maybe that's what they're looking for. (laughs) I think it is. And just to be clear, uh, so my understanding is that the Pickler, like, owns a minor league pickleball team. So are minor league pickleball teams being bought? Because I... Pickler's a club, but uh, the logo I said was Pickler Cubs, like little bears. Gotcha. So, so yeah, I think that's they, a team that Pickler owns now. Like these, actually, these, guys, pickleball team. these guys, these guys have one too. The hard eights, the uh, pickleball, the pickleball behind the scenes Illuminati, Rick Chan and Timothy Parks. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's the South Bend Snake Eyes is their uh, keeping it with the gambling theme. South Bend Snake Eyes. So I just wanted to mention that and give a shout cool. out to my yeah. boys. Keep going, Rob. Let's so go. no, I'm just I'm just curious if that's the format where you have like each each major league team will have a minor league feeder team that kind of you work they work together they work in conjunction with a major league team and um, develop players because I I love the idea and format of that and I hope that's that's where it's going. Yeah, oh, it's so cool. Imagine if you had like contracts and stuff and you know uh, what whatever you had to stay with a certain time or you know. You get someone like me that's older and you can like front load their contract for a couple of years and, you know, all, all this different kind of stuff. I relate it to baseball a lot and it gets, yeah. it gets pretty interesting and pretty serious uh, w- w- when you start dealing with stuff like that. And I don't see why it won't eventually move to that when we have, uh, you know, this MLP and minor mi- minor league pickleball system. So it's pretty, pretty dang cool, I think. Really cool. It is. Okay. Yeah. So a uh, little off topic here, Andrea. I want you to tell me how... You got your husband, Brandon, to watch all of Bridgerton. <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> People want to know. know. It's, it's tough. It's tough out there. How'd you do it? How'd you do it? I, I really don't know. I got him to watch the first one, and it's, um, it's very graphic, yeah, especially it, season one. I mean, uh-huh. you've seen it, Adam. Clearly, you've I, seen I it. I have seen it. I have seen it, yes. Did you just yeah. give hand him an IPA, and you can just put on whatever you want on the TV? Is that how it works? <laughs> no, I definitely can't. I, I watch, this will surprise no one, but I watch all the Law and & Order, uh, and he won't watch that. Okay. He, he won't watch that at all. Um, I, I recently watched Suits. He won't watch that. Br- Bridgerton is like the Suits. only. Suits is great. Bridgerton's like the only thing that he'll wa- he's watched with me. So I think that's why I put it out there because I was just so excited. So he just liked the graphic sex scenes. So that's probably, <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, he liked he liked Queen Charlotte uh, better than the original, the first two, um, okay. because not that Queen Charlotte is at all based in reality on history, but uh-huh. uh, the two two characters, King George and Queen Charlotte, are based loosely off of the real Queen Charlotte and gotcha. King George. Gotcha. But the actual story told in the Charlotte er, er, in Bridgerton is not real. You, got, you guys just got a Bridgerton lesson. 
from Andrea Koo. <laughs> welcome, everyone. You're welcome. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Robert, do you have do you have any more questions that you would like to ask our? Experience? I just I. I just love that we uh, we started this episode with, all right, what are we going to talk about? Let's talk about the Atlanta Open. And we've talked zero about the Atlanta Open. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know, know if we need to, bit. to be honest. A I little mean, bit? Okay. I, I think it's cool that there are 80, I don't know about cool. I'm glad that I'm not involved in it. But there are 87 gentlemen today going at it in pro singles. Andrea, do you know who one of those is? Not are me. you doing that? Oh, no, it's no, not no, you. No, okay. No, 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 no. I'm smart. Uh, okay. AJ Kohler, do you know why he's having to play? Yes, it's my bad. <laughs> my bad. Um, so AJ was supposed to play with you, right? Next, he was. Yeah, sorry, I think AJ. To fulfill his fulfill his contractual obligations and to receive his appearance fee, he has to play two events. So since he's not playing mix, he has to play singles. Yeah, so, I, I believe that probably yeah. yes, the Adam Stone that the Adam Stone rule. I believe sorry, guys. That's that he. Yeah, I don't know. I was supposed to play with him at North Carolina too. North Carolina, I bailed on on the Monday of that week. And I think because, because I didn't know what was the matter with me at that point. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I knew I got hurt, but I didn't know how serious it was. Um, and I didn't get the results of my scans back until that, that morning. So that's yeah. what happened there. But I think that week, I, they, maybe you get one free pass, get out of jail card then he didn't have to play singles there. And I think, but you don't get it twice. And I told them the Monday after like North Carolina weekend, like there's no way I told both Jesse and Jesse too, that there's no way I'm going to be able to play Atlanta either. And um, the PPA people knew that because I, my PPA contract, I'm sure everyone has something a little bit different, but I, I have four, I don't have to play every PPA or, or even a full load. Like most people do, but, but I have to, play certain tournaments and one of my listed tournaments that I was supposed to play is Atlanta. Mm. So I had to make sure that, uh, you know, I have a pretty good reason why I can't do it, but yeah. so I was talking to them about that. And so they, they definitely knew I wasn't going. So they probably thought, AJ, you have a few weeks, you can find a mixed <laughs> partner or you can get into the singles draw that maybe there was no, yeah. no other get out of free jail card. He needs to play some singles because he's you know, playing. Maybe. He's yeah. playing Connor Garnett first round last oh. night. Oh, he that's was a like, rough draw. One. Yeah, that's yeah and, but I was like, he was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna watch. He's like Tyson crushed this guy in uh, Red Rock. I'm just gonna watch that match and channel my energy. Yeah, you, exactly. It's easy, easy. And he's like, AJ. I'm like, just don't hit to his backhand, AJ. And AJ goes, but that's like my whole strategy. And so <laughs> hit to the backhand, and I come in. He's like, I don't know how to do anything else. I'm like, okay, AJ. well. AJ will be eating a hamburger or a hot dog at about 11 a.m. today. Let's be clear about yeah. that. He ain't, he ain't moving through this draw, but it's okay, AJ. Get those touches. We need you in the dream breaker here in a couple weeks, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So aren't you batting like 500 with AJ? I mean, you played two tournaments, one title. Is that true? Um, or you played I more think, than that? No, we played three tournaments. So you're batting, um, you're batting 333. That's not bad. No, it's not bad. I, I like playing with AJ. He's he's a fun partner to play with and uh i think some gentlemen maybe need that lesson that you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't understand some guys don't know that they seem to forget that they need a female partner to play mixed doubles oh yeah that's true that's true like there's no way around it yeah andrea we played once together you remember that we what that was epic do you want to tell the story i know you do that's why you're bringing it up well uh well yeah no first we almost lost to altoff and then uh, Altoff and Taylor Uhl, I remember it. And it was a pretty classic 
situation. I mean, we're, I mean, I'm literally making about half the balls I hit. It's terrible. It's absolutely awful. Uh, we're, we're all, we're almost losing. And then Matt Wright is like coming in to practice or warm up because he had a buy and Altoff somehow has this crazy hands lob. It goes over Andrea's head. She goes back, throws up a lob back to Altoff. Altoff whiffs it and it hits him on his head <laughs> on match point to beat us. And Matt Wright's walking by and he just goes, nice shot, Altoff, or something along those lines. And he, had, he had no idea it was match point. And then we ended up, you know, a couple of points later winning. Uh, I don't know who we ended up losing. I think we lost to a team we were kind of supposed to. I, I don't really remember besides that. But either way, I, I think I don't remember like anything about that. It was like that. Lee and Lee and Kyle or something like that. Anyway, uh, pretty classic stuff with Altoff and, and Matt Wright. And Matt's eyes got big, like when he when Altoff told him, you know, that was match point. So it was pretty funny. Um, Talking about Altoff and mixed doubles, I saw him in Cincinnati, and you know he's 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 the senior pro guy now. He's the man. He so I was like talking to him about playing championship Sunday, and he's just like, Rob, look, I'm winning mixed doubles tournaments. Anything's possible. <laughs> so, um, we're doing a we're doing Moneyball. I'm trying to talk Rob into playing Bear City Open Moneyball. We're doing it on Tuesday of Bear City Open week. Do it. And um, I know we're doing it. You have to have a team duper of eleven nine or lower, so we could have some like all female teams. I, I don't know if we will, but it could uh-huh. happen. Uh, I know Anna Bright's trying to get in there, so I don't know who she's going to grab, but. Uh, Altoff and I squeeze in like he's like a 6.01 duper and I'm I'm a 5.8 so we're we're gold we're gold so <laughs> I'm gonna play with Altoff unless nice. he screws up and like improves his duper too much over the next yeah. like two months I hope he doesn't don't do that Altoff he, he doesn't lose matches and so he can't go down he just doesn't lose it would only be if he so he's playing with, it with the gridster this weekend and Alf, er, okay. we're talking about Atlanta guys Altoff is playing with the gridster and in the oh, first so round epic. the first round they're playing Johnson Cola and Brendan Long. Mm-hmm. I feel like the PPA needs to put that on Amazon. That, hey, yeah, really. on that one, any, anything could happen on that one. God, I, I, I want to watch that. Did I don't, wanna, I don't really want to play. The Gridler? Yeah. The, the Gridler. Oh, the hell yeah. Oh, that's a good match. I want to watch that. It's a great match. You better hope all top hands are... Altoff's hands get hot. You you can lose to that dude. I promise you. Oh, let me tell you. I was doing some warm up with him, and his yeah. his he's playing with the uh, the Onyx carbon fiber. Oh, he's he's never hit harder counters in my life. Like yeah. it's heavy oh, for sure. Off his back. I I have to say that because I have played Callie and Lucy a couple times this year. Callie and Lucy are a great team. They're amazing, but there is a noticeable difference in the countering power from both of them compared to when I played them in January to when I played them after when they were playing with the new paddle so not uh, they just the paddle's just better like it's, it's yeah, not illegal 100%. it's just a better paddle yeah and yeah. i practice with altoff every now and then it's the same thing like altoff never had any countering power and now mm-hmm. he's he's a beast out there with it's pop- it it's popping off that paddle for sure yes it is so but that's anyway, why it's mixed doubles tournaments ppa get, get that on there get gridster and altoff against john sincola and brendan long first round matchup men doubles let's go let's go uh, <laughs> what do we think like do we think this goes three? Oh, I, I think it's very reasonable that it goes three uh we'll see what yeah. griddler comes if they if they attack griddler's chest they're gonna be in trouble so and you don't oh, do that you can't go there no, 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 you, gotta, no. you gotta dink to his forehand or his backhand or <laughs> or at his feet <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I know is one thing will be happening. Altoff will be hitting geeks from the midcourt. Oh God, yeah. that's, that's yeah. so true. And, and he'll be chest. He'll be screaming. 
and <laughs> chest. Can you chest bump the Griddler? I don't know if you can. I don't know I if, if anyone can, if anyone can do it. I'll talk can. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. he'll yes. totally yes. attempt it. Yeah, right. Grid- Griddlers just go with the flow. You know, if if it is if if Altoff goes in, Griddler is going to make it happen. He's going to make it happen. I promise <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> All right. All right. So we talked about the Atlanta Open. Yeah, there we, we did go. it. Done. Done. Everything on. Let's. Uh, Should we wrap it? Yeah, I think good wrap. Yeah, it. Let, let, let's get. Let's let Coop. Uh, do you have your any shout-outs, Coop, on your pickleball journey that have helped you along the way that you would like to throw a little love to? I mean, we can shout-out my husband. Uh, he exists. He tolerates me doing this. Mm-hmm. His, 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 um, his MO or, pro- or prospect about it is, as long as I don't have to go, meaning him, he's like, go for it, babe. Go, <laughs> go, go for do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him out there before. He's, I know he's going to come to the BCO. He'll pop out oh, there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he lives. He lives there. He really likes to drink beer. So. Yeah, no, no, I respect that. Yeah, respect that. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the only other one I think he went to, we all missed this one was uh, the Bobby Riggs tournament. He liked going to that one. Yeah, oh, it's good. Good spot. It's a good vibe in Bobby Riggs. Very chill. Good spot. Yeah, members. Yeah. Uh, every everyone is definitely pretty even keeled. I like it. Yeah, and he's friends with Irina, which is hard not to be friends with Irina, but. Mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. He's friends with their, they like to drink beer together. No, that's what Irina said. That's what she said. She bonded with, uh, it's Brandon, right? Yeah. Brandon, she bonded with Brandon, you know, because they drank, they drank IPAs. That's a bond. That's a bond. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> but yeah. Andrew, so, so he, probably it. But can I, can I announce this to Adam? Cause I don't think he knows yet in terms of okay, Beer City Open. Announce. Adam, Adam, on Thursday of Beer City Open, you and I are going to be in the booth together commentating singles. Oh my goodness. This is exciting. (laughs) So I discussed earlier about popping a beer 30 minutes before we're done. How about 30 minutes after we start? (laughs) Uh, I don't, I really don't care. No, I'm not going to, but you have to nurse it. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm going to do it at the very end of the day. I'm going to crack it right in my microphone and I'm going to give a shout out to new Belgium brewing and it's going to be great. It's the beer city open. Come on. It is. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'm pumped I for It's it. gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited to see you guys there. Yeah, it'll be good stuff. Uh, uh, how's how's old Bobby T doing? Bob Trout. He's doing great. <laughs> that, that was the he first just got his I golden played. ticket for he just got his golden ticket for nationals in the men's four oh seventy plus. Bobby T killing it. Oh, I, yeah. I have one more beer city open story. So the first time I go, so. Uh, Maggie used to live uh, close to Rob Cassidy, right? Yes. So I didn't really know Maggie. I know or Rob really much at all. So I got to the beer city open early and Maggie had a, had a birthday. So basically Maggie was kind of babysitting Rob <laughs> because that's kind of what you do to Rob. He's, he's a little, you know, lost yeah. in life. And I can say that cause I, I was there myself a few years ago. I'm a little bit more structured now, but anyway, so Maggie, she doesn't even know me. She's like, Hey, uh, I have a friend coming in town. Can you take Rob for the day? <laughs> and, I, and I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. So it was just hilarious though. Cause Rob, you know, we're like, he's just all out of sorts. We play a little pickleball. I go and I get him a sandwich at, uh, I, I go and get him a sandwich at firehouse subs and we go back to the hotel room and he just lays down for a nap. So it was just, <laughs> It was practice for being for parenting. That's right. It was just me taking care of Rob Cassidy for a day. <laughs> and, uh, it was pretty pretty good stuff. I didn't even know the guy. There you go. There, there you go. You go. Uh, all right. I think that's a perfect spot to end. Thank you for coming on, Andrea. Good insights as always. And uh, we pushed pack 
past that hour barrier. So we must have had some good stuff going on. There you go. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate you. Bye, guys. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Legendary.